good good evening this is connectivity with daryl daniel the purpose of my podcast is for me to connect better with you you with me and we with each other in our families our communities in the world at large I am so sorry. I just listened to my last podcast and the sound quality was horrible. So I must apologize to each and every one of you. I did not notice that until now. And somebody brought it to my attention, which I am forever grateful. So I am redoing the show. So the one where you just hear music and just barely hear me in the background, delete it. We are going to do another year in review. So um, thank you for your patience and thank you for your support. You could be doing a hundred other things, listening to music, your loved ones or whatever. But thank you for taking a few moments to listen to me. Again, the name of my show is Connectivity with Daryl Daniel. And we are just going to have a quick year in review. Um, The two big issues for 2020 have been the COVID-19 pandemic and the murder of George Floyd. Um, I think we will start with the pandemic first. Um, Although things are looking better... There is a vaccine that has been developed, well, two actually, and people are now actively taking them. Um, Some people are having side effects. Um, Some are not. Some people are very reluctant to take the vaccine. Some are very eager. It's a complex question. Um... As a person of color, a black man, I'm not especially trustworthy, trusting the um, medical field. They've done horrendous things to blacks. Uh, we all know about the Tuskegee experiment and just the uh, shocking mistreatment of blacks in general Um, one story that I did want to talk about as we get near the end of the year is a story in the New York Times where there was a black doctor that worked with people that that has COVID that she got COVID and she wrote about her experience Uh, the articles in the New York Times and she said quote he made me feel like a drug addict lady's name is Dr. Susan Moore Uh, she accused a white doctor of downplaying her complaints of pain and suggested she should be discharged there have been studies of people in the medical field especially white doctors Um, They seem to feel that black people are impervious to pain and they tend to give them less medication 
when they are in pain. Uh, part of the reason that is given, they say, is because they don't want to give a person too many opioids to develop an addiction. Um, why that is an understandable reason. And opiates are definitely a serious thing in our country as a whole. Um, the Satcher family, who owned the company that made the vast majority of opiates, uh, Oxycontin in the United States has been sued, and now I guess they're trying to find some kind of settlement. So there's a justification there, but if a person's in pain, I don't know why they wouldn't get the medicine they need. Um, Again, I'll just read you a little of her story. Uh, Quote, lying in a hospital bed with an oxygen tube hugging her nostrils, the black patient gazed into her smartphone and with a strained voice complained of an experience all too common among black people in America. Susan Moore, Dr. Susan Moore, the patient, said the doctor she was dealing with in a suburban Indianapolis hospital where she was being treated for COVID-19 symptoms had downplayed her complaints of pain. He told her that he felt uncomfortable giving her more narcotics and suggested that she would be discharged if she kept up her complaints. In her words, I was crushed. He made me feel like I was a drug addict. In her post, which has since circulated widely on social media, she showed a command of complicated medical terminology and an intricate knowledge of treatment protocols as she detailed the ways in which she had advocated for herself with the medical staff. She knew what to ask for because she too was a medical doctor, but that was not enough to get her treatment and the respect she deserved. Quote from her, I put forth and maintain if I was white, I would not have to go through that. Dr. Moore was 52. She complained about her treatment. She she then received care that adequately treated her pain. She was sent home on a Sunday And uh, I guess just a little more than two weeks after, uh, Dr. Moore died of complications from COVID-19. And her case has generated outrage and renewed calls to grapple with biased medical treatments of black people. Voluminous research suggests that black patients often receive treatment inferior to their white counterparts, particularly when it comes to relieving pain. Um, The hospital denied what she says. Uh, According to the article, blacks have died at 3.6 rate times the rate of whites and Latinos, 2.5 deaths, the rates of whites. Uh, Dr. Moore Tested positive for the coronavirus on November 29th this year, according to her Facebook 
Post, which she wrote on December 4th. She had asked the physician physician treating her to give her remnisvir. I hope I pronounced it right. It's an antiviral drug some doctors used to treat COVID-19. She received a scan of her lungs and her neck. After her doctor denied she was short of breath despite her telling him she could not breathe. That's really interesting because that's the same thing that the policeman said, Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, when he was standing or kneeling on George Floyd's neck. He was saying that he could still breathe. So it's interesting whether you're talking to a policeman or a doctor, you're telling them that you can't breathe. They're telling you you can Apparently, by speaking, you can breathe well enough for them. Um, The treatment that she had was horrendous. Um, Her son said that she had sardosis. I believe that's the proper way to say the disease. It's an inflammatory disease that attacks the lungs and is frequently treated at hospitals. Um, the doctors at the hospital she she was at was is was apparently the clinic was at IU Health. North Hospital in Carmel, Indiana. So I don't know if the IU stands for Indiana University, but uh, her doctors kept telling her she would get better and that diversity training would be held. She got a new doctor and a her pain was being managed better. Um, she was discharged. She felt like she wasn't ready to go home but she wanted to get back and take care of her patients. Um, The hospital released her on December the 7th. And she ended up getting taken to a different hospital 12 hours after being discharged from IU North Memorial. She had a temperature of 103 and her blood pressure plummeted to 80-60 with a heart rate of 132. Those are her own words. Uh, She said the new hospital she went to took much better care of her and she was being treated for a bacterial pneumonia in addition to COVID-19 pneumonia. Unfortunately, her condition quickly deteriorated and doctors incubated her or intubated her, which I guess gave her a tube on December the 10th. And uh, I don't know what day that is, but she ended up dying relatively soon because 
her condition had became to advance to help. So just like the murder of George Floyd, whether it's the police or medical doctors and responders who also, quite frankly, failed to treat George Floyd adequately, um, we die. So to question why we are suspicious of people in the medical field should be easy for someone to see. Um, So as we move forward from 2020 to 2021, Nobody seems to know the direction of where our country is going. We do have a new president. I'm not sure if that will make things any better for black people at large or for people at large. Our country is in serious trouble. Our economy is collapsing, but yet changing as we are being guided from a cash system which provides freedom you can spend your money wherever you want and nobody knows to a cashless online system where every amount of money you spend will be, can be tracked followed cash money is freedom um But it seems like Americans are more than willing to give up their freedoms in many ways under the guise of health and safety. I hope that we aren't being given a Trojan horse. For those who don't know what a Trojan horse is, it was a war technique used where something was given, a elaborate horse-looking thing was given as a gift, and it was brought inside the walls of a town. And inside the, the gift were soldiers who popped out and started killing everybody. It has always been said that the United States could not be beaten militarily, and that's true because we spend more than 10 times as much money as anyone else that for us to be defeated we have to be manipulated into giving up our freedom willingly that seems to be happening Um, just talking briefly about stimulus relief we are given the honor of getting $600 they are starting unemployment again which is good Uh, they are giving liability and immunity protection to companies uh, so that they cannot be sued for people who are sick or for any effects from COVID-19, which I found interesting. I'm like, why would they want to give them immunity? But I just figure that 
the people who will be leading this are corporations who I really firmly believe are in control of the government now. And the government is just their arm, their their mask. Um, may be forced to take a shot if you want to get a job, housing, travel. Um, this coronavirus has uh, been an opportunity for those who are power hungry and lustful again under the name of health and security to control more and more of what we do on an everyday basis so um, I hope that everybody has a Merry Christmas and I hope you are with loved ones or friends, family I hope you're not alone. And if you are alone, I hope that you are at peace. Everybody just take it easy. We've had a hell of a year. And hopefully this coming year will be better than this one. And it can be if we are all willing to connect with each other to make next year a better year. I need to do better on a personal level, connecting with people and action, connection with action is the key to having a better year than 2020. A lot of things that's happened are out of control of the average person, but what we can control is how we connect with each other how we can love and help each other, how we can correct each other in love when we are wrong, and to make connection the driver of a better world for each and every one of us where we live. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Connectivity with Daryl Daniel. Again, I apologize for my last podcast that went out under a year review actually the uh, it was horrible I couldn't hear anything Uh, I will make sure this one is checked better before it is put into action Um, again have a great Christmas uh, great holiday season may each and every one of your families and yourselves be blessed And hopefully, God willing, we'll all connect together next week. Enjoy your food, enjoy your family, enjoy your life, and have a great week. Peace.